When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 37-8 and we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. We pick, we pick some... We pick a topic, we pick some music, and then we get into it. Wow. It's a little getting late for me, and we haven't recorded it in a while, so it's nice to get back. This is the first podcast of 2024. Pranel, how do you feel about that? Um, <laughs> it's a good topic to start off, that's for sure, and it's good to ring in the show with, you know, New Year's resolutions behind this, and now it's just the doing of the year. So right. did you, I am good to did, did you make some resolutions? I know that you're usually pretty big on that. Mm, not particularly. I think I just focused on uh, trying to get back in shape, yeah, and tucking cash away and family crap, and <laughs> yes, maybe travel somewhere once. I mean, I, that's pretty much all I really thought about. I think that's a good idea. Like, I think that's also like super attainable. Like this year, you're going to travel somewhere, if it's for a little while, like for a week or a weekend. I think that'd yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it should be interesting to try because it's yet to happen. Like I've gone places, but it's never been like I'm going here just because I want to go yeah, there. Yeah, for for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've never done a trip like that. that I, you might find it freeing. You know, you might find it um, addictive. <laughs> In fact, like oh, I need to make time to you know set aside time to do this again. It would be feeling that's for sure yeah. so we'll see if that kicks or not but mm. those are the, about the goals i've got how about you yeah i want to get back into exercise so my goal is to run twice a week um go i mean not this week this week it was we had that storm um that was awful we knocked the power out and then it's been 20 degrees ever since so I'm getting. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get back to it though i'm gonna run twice a week i've been playing ddr once a week so that's good so um, but that's not enough. I feel like that's, that's, you need more, you need more than that in your diet in your, in your, um, in your exercise diet to keep going. Um, but anyway, I want to, um, start off the show. I want to thank, um, all of our listeners for tuning in again and uh, remind everybody that we actually have a live, uh, radio streams and uh, we have one of them upcoming soon along, alongside a lot of other great podcasts that are out there. It's on TerraPlayer, terraplayer.com, I, I think it's called. You can also find it on the App Store, on Apple, and on Google Play. Uh, you'll find Rhythm and Pixels Radio alongside the likes of KVGM and Game That Tune and, and, a, and a bunch of others. So if you like video game music, that's a great place to get your podcasts or just to listen to some new music. Um, I've been in contact with the the owner of that thing, and um, we're, we're getting it set up for us, and I think it's great. I think it's pretty cool. So... I just want to give them a quick plug at the beginning of the show. Um, and then, yeah, and then, you know, 
That's about it. <laughs> We're on YouTube still. But the guy was like, oh, if he could just mention me on the show. And I was like, absolutely. Um, like YouTube isn't like our thing. I, I said, I consider everything kind of a funnel into the podcast proper that we do here. So I don't think, I don't, th- I don't know if he understood that or not, or maybe we're doing things backwards, but <laughs> that's just, we don't really care too much about the, the YouTube presence. This is, that's just out there doing its own thing. It's groove thing. It's doing its own groove thing for now. That's what I mean, doing. everybody here is listening as a game player. So worst case scenario, they'll break out a cipher and crack the code. Yeah. So. Or, or they thought they were downloading something else. Um, in which case, You'll know who the you'll 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 discover who the murderer is at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the other part. Colonel Mustard. The Colonel Colonel, Must- Colonel Mustard was disgusting. What he did. Um, I'm glad he's locked up, and um, the candlestick in the uh, library was just a gruesome, gruesome scene. So. But they have cleaned the candlestick. It is back in it is back in use. You know, there's a bunch of um, game video games based on the the game the board game Clue. Maybe we can have a whole Clue based episode <laughs> or murder. I could almost wager all those uh, detective murder games are essentially Clue yeah. with visual stories attached to them. We can do a murder mystery episode. Who Write can- that down. Murder. Pin it. Pin it. <laughs> we have a Pin lot. It. For some reason, people keep giving um, people people uh, a few people keep giving us topic suggestions of the Discord. Which I appreciate, honestly. It's yeah, good. It's nice. It's it's actually uh, it's very motivating. I feel like we have to have a decent pool now. Like we only, even if we we have a week where it's like I don't have the energy to come up with a good topic. It's like, well, lucky for you, there's a <laughs> bank of it right now. Yeah, Just yeah. dip into the pool. And as far as choosing tracks for a topic, that part, even the more, uh, even the ones I am less savvy with, uh-huh. I feel like I ultimately come out and clutch like. Picking tracks is a thing that just gets done. Yeah. So I, uh, it's almost more fun to find tracks. Like, wait a minute, this is an odd topic. Time to crack my knuckles a bit. Yeah, I like that too. I, I feel like um, uh, I have the same. Um, I, I I usually have like the same amount of difficulty, no matter the topic, for myself <laughs> for finding tracks. Um, and that's to say, it's not the hardest thing in the world, and it's um it's something I enjoy doing. So. It's kind of funny that I think a large part of why my challenge may not be as much of a struggle, though it's still challenging, Mm -hmm. is as a segue into the topic as well, is the fact that uh, I play a lot of games over the years, even when I don't have time, like over the Christmas break here from the rhythm from SML. And I guess in some respects, this show too, because I don't think we've recorded since we did one of those too. The last, Um, our last episode was our, um, our podcast anniversary, and then we took some time, and now we're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, right. like yeah. in that window of time, I've barely played any games. Oh, That's wow. been like a like a month of like no games. Wow. Really, despite owning everything. Okay. Uh, so, but even still, when it's time to get like on the wheel of the steel, it's like oh, you got reviews coming up. It's like suddenly I I find the time, I guess, because now it's on the books. But uh, I play a lot of games over the years, and what that generally results in is a cornucopia of resources for pulling tracks, whether it be modern games or retro games. And also, it makes for an interesting pool of games to choose from when it's time to discuss what the game of the year is for me, Mm. or games of the year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it gives you a lot more knowledge on the music, and especially the context the music is being played. Oftentimes, I'll pick tracks that I just like, and I have no idea 
what's happening in the game. <laughs> it's like, oh, you like that song? Wow, that's weird, because there was some weird stuff happening during that scene. But that, I guess you like that song. And I was like, ah. That was a song that was playing when Colonel Mustard was murdering that guy with a candlestick <laughs> exactly. in the library. That's kind of morbid, Rob. Well, what are you doing? covered in blood, screaming, you know, obscenities. And I, I, I guess you like that kind of thing, Rob. Jeez. Why they play the drum and bass track over that? I have no idea. <laughs> but hey, I guess somebody had a rise idea. Yeah. yeah that, 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 is, that is something I think about. But yeah, this is our... <laughs> Our 2023 yeah. roundup. That's something, right? A 2023 mm. roundup. It was a year of fantastic games, too. Like, it oddly really enough, is. like, like I forgot. I, I had to go back and I was like, where are some of like the things that came out? And I just kind of did some Google searches on the top indie games and the top big titles. And I was like, oh, that's right. It was a big year. And it's funny, too, because you'll hear people make statements like they're surprised that 2023 or 2022 or 2021 had a year of great releases. And I always try to come back with the response of that's going to always be the case short of an actual industry collapse because there are more people developing games than ever before. There are more people actively you know, funding games than ever before. And it's easier than ever to get your games on the market, whether you're one developer or 50 developers on a team. If you want to and you're passionate, you can get your game released. So we're living in an age of an abundance of choice. So you will always find yourself having access to something fantastic to play. So long as you're willing to have an open, you know, open mind and interest. Like if you're a triple A only, well, you might be struggling sometimes, especially with the current state of the industry. But otherwise, smorgasbord. Yeah, the the state of the industry and, and just the state of the technology is is interesting too, like where where things are moving. There was a uh, I read an article about um, how Disney is it Disney or Marvel they're moving towards using um, AI to to recreate voices for NPCs and things like that rather than you rather than using and paying real people voice actors to do certain. Yeah, things. I am not digging that at all. I'm like, wow, man. That's uh, and recently you heard about the thing up. with George Carlin, right? Um, you know, I, I I heard it in passing. Yeah, somebody apparently jumbled up a bunch of like his old stand-ups and some. I guess they inserted a few jokes to it, and they came up with an AI George Carlin, you know, stand-up impression, which is just awful to me. And I won't even dignify it with a listen. Because there's just something absolutely insulting. It's like spitting on someone's grave. Like, yeah. hey, he's dead, but here's new material from that dead guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. I, I don't, I don't like that. Like the the idea that someone might be like, oh, well, this artist is gone. Do it. Let's throw something into the the, the pile of math and see if we can make a, some music that sounds just like the artist that you like. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, that doesn't sound right to me. And then and then to release it as such would be even even worse. Um, yeah, it is legitimately spitting on the person's great. Like it's, yeah. uh, I mean, that's a downer for the op topic, but I think it re it's relevant to this. What yeah, we're yeah, it's, it's, it's it, yeah. But as we're talking about like the the what, what's happening with with um with game development, it's because it's, it's big business. It's big business. That's what it is. So, um, I focus on a lot of the smaller studios. I say indie. Indie isn't what I you know has has changed over the years. These are still probably big, bigger studios, bigger teams. But you know they're doing things their own way, and they and they kind of. March to their own drum, and so I tend to get, I tend to gravitate towards those those games mostly. Um, Oddly enough, I feel like a lot of time it's even it's almost and it's intentional, by the way. But it's more uh, it's more difficult or obfuscured 
for determining what is an actual indie title. Like sometimes it's like, oh, look at this pixely little thing. That that's an indie. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's got some big backing, but they want that indie money. I tend to uh, look at who the developer is, and, and sometimes even who the some of the artists are on the game, and, and we can talk about that because I got a, I got one. I don't even think it's really an indie title, but um, but there's one where the artist. I was like, oh, okay, he's on it. Okay, cool. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be <laughs> all right. <laughs> and actually, at least in like the, the 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 breakdown of how we chose our tracks because. From my understanding, you had a particular style that you went for with your track selections, <laughs> yeah, correct? Yeah, like every year, um, I haven't played a lot, let alone games from this year. So the earlier part of this year, my son was very, very young. And so I played a lot of... Um, what did I play? What was I playing? I was playing Hades. Uh, I was playing Wipeout, the, the Wipeout Omega Collection. Um, and then uh, a lot of nothing until Sea of Stars, which actually did come out in 2023. That's a recent game. Don't spoil it. You might have some of those that that game on. Your well, well, well. Let me just. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not spoiling anything because um, we played so much of that of, from that game already. I didn't want to pick that. And also, my list is games that I haven't played, but I was interested in. Oh yeah! yeah. Um, I thought you were going to try to squeeze that one in, but this one. <laughs> no, no, no. So okay, so here's this one. All right, let's we'll start. We'll get into some music. This is really chill. I really love this music from this game. This game is like I, this is this is my style of game. This is Viewfinder. Have you heard of this one? Oh, absolutely. We can talk shop on that. Yeah, I, I've seen some. I've seen some trailers. I've read about it. That's all I know, and I'm super fascinated by it. I don't want to know too much about it because I want to jump into it like fresh, but. Music is by Ether, um, and we're going to listen to music from Mirin's Lounge from the game Viewfinder. Viewfinder. Artist is Ether. Um, that is all I really know about that artist. Uh, their band camp looks super cool, though. <laughs> I'll say that. And this is a, um, a platforming puzzler that looks like it has elements of all sorts of things that I like. <laughs> so I love puzzle games where I'm just staring at the puzzle for hours and hours and hours until suddenly, boom, I I think of the of the solution, and then I feel like the smartest person in the world for a second. Um, well, I will say this game I is love perfect it. for that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. It's got some. It's got some. It's got some depth to the puzzles that they get you engaged in. Yeah, it looks. I guess part of it. I mean, because it's first person and it's like on all these different environments, kind of reminds me a little bit of The Witness. 
The witness I got real stuck in, and then I never went back to. Can you get a witness? Can I get a witness for Viewfinder? Viewfinder's got 96% like the game. Um, sad. I mean, I... Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, I can't... I dread to wonder why someone could dislike that game. Like, it's... Oh, this one? I haven't... Yeah, like, I haven't... In fact, now I, re- I was double-checking to make sure I had bought it already, but I apparently was waiting for it to go on sale, which is on sale now, so I'm just going to buy it right now. Um... But, oh, yeah, no, I know. This is the game. This is the game where you take a picture of something and then you can interact with it. Yep. Yo, I and love I, that. Oh, that's great. It's an extremely clever mechanic. Like, it's smart. It's very smart. And I feel as though it deserves all the love and attention it can possibly get out there. But uh, whether or not people are playing it, I'm assuming. I mean, because I don't think it even came up in any of the Game of the Year awards. I almost wonder if it actually came out this year at all, and maybe I'm just getting jumbled. Anyway, right, it came out PS5 July 18th, and then it was on PS4 December 12th. There oh, it is. PS5 man. and Windows, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I remember I remember seeing a demo of this. Oh wow, that's what it was. It was January of 2020 is when I saw this thing. Oh, um, so you saw it back when it was like still a baby? I remember. Yeah, that's that's why I, like it, it just triggered my brain. I was like, holy moly. Um, I, I do. I follow a lot of the developers on Twitter um, because they'll post like, "Hey, I'm working on this thing," and then every once in a while, it like gets a big release, and I'm like, "That's cool." Uh, one of them was uh, was a uh, uh, Mighty Goose. <laughs> oh, the the Goose Mom Goose Game, not Untitled Goose, uh, but the one where oh, the Mighty Goose, the one with the Dominic Nenmark's music. Yeah, yeah, where it's like Contra but with geese. <laughs> Mighty goose. Uh, but yeah, this one was like I the 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 game mechanic of manipulating the world by taking a two D image of it sounds so open ended that I can imagine that it can get quite difficult in places. So that that's then that's very exciting to me, but also a little a little overwhelming. I, I'm I'm imagining this getting like way off the deep end and me me finding this incredibly difficult to do. Which I mean, if that's the case, I mean, so be it. But I think it would still be worth play just to experience what you can from it because what it does is it it has a lot of aha moments to it where you, when you come across like this is how i can do this this is amazing they take a very i don't want to call it a simple premise because i think like it's downplaying it but the grasp of the concept is pretty straightforward mm-hmm. it's the application of the concept that blows your mind yeah um and it does a lot with that one simple mechanic it's great i bet i mean that's another thing that i like like games that like find one mechanic or like one gameplay element and they just they just find ways to use it to the nth degree like um baba is you had that whole idea of just you know manipulating the actual the actual game another itself. yeah oh here we go so they were um this game was nominated in the game awards for best debut indie game and best independent game, nominated twice. Okay, so it was nominated probably because of how they blew past all the nomination reads so freaking quickly this year. Oh, really? Probably I didn't, I didn't watch it. it. I didn't watch it at all. I don't think I've ever seen a, uh, the game awards before. It is so corporate. It doesn't <laughs> even feel right half the time. Like you still watch it because you're just like, hey, I like games, and this is probably the biggest like you know social gaming accolade out there right yeah. now. But. They have some tooling to do, despite the fact that they probably won't because the current status is baked in, but mm. it'd be nice if they did retool it a bit. That is nice. I mean, like, what I do like, and what I've seen, like, replays of is, like, uh, um, a lot of musical, um, um, 
musical like guests and like oh well here's a here's a medley of this or that or here's the artist who did the music for this game performing and i'm like okay that's really cool um so that that that's very unique but then as opposed to like you know is my favorite game gonna win a such and such you know golden globe for video games I, i'm not really too concerned about that well i can tell you right now none of my favorite well i shouldn't be too blunt there but the vast majority of my favorite games don't have a shot on that show, and I know it going in, so it doesn't even bother me. Yeah, it's course, just the spectacle of it that I like. Yeah, people probably are more um, more watching it for like uh, teases and you know previews of new stuff coming out. I'm sure. I mean, I think that's what's. I mean, whether they are or not, they, they're definitely banking on. Wow, that. they're even There's doing. They even, have, they even have stuff for best esports players and and, and creator content creators. How about how about best podcasters? You know, we're going to get that in there. Category. We are going to get in there one day, man. We're going to we're going to break <laughs> into this. It's um, like a pitch of meat the giant sub. Like <laughs> Pernell and Rob from Rhythm and Pizzle. <laughs> it was like very horrible shot of me. <laughs> no, it's, it's, like, it's like in the critic where um they like they keep using the picture of Jay Sherman where he's like enormous and like barely fits in a chair and he's like <laughs> <laughs> Why did it, why would they just get new stock photos? <laughs> what they do it? All right, all right. We talked enough about Viewfinder. I'm, I'm like, I'm really stoked to play this game. I just, it's so hard to find time. Maybe in a year or two, when, <laughs> when I, I mean, hang out at my house once and be like, hey, I'm going to sit at Pernell's for an hour, and then while you're here, you can just play Viewfinder and then go home. If it's got puzzles, if the puzzles are are, are smart enough where I can like do them in small bits here and there, then I, I might play it um, after hours. Um, well, there you go. There's your New Year's resolution. At the end of the show, you won't do this, folks. At the end of the episode, you should just go and buy the game and then just know that it's there yeah. staring at you. I think I will. I think I will. When's it going to go on sale? <laughs> it's on sale right now. I just bought it. Oh, dang. Like, literally just bought it during the show. The time I played it was at a friend's house in the Poconos during the oh, summer. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's I like, didn't own it. There you go. It's under 20 bucks. I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up tonight for now. He's going to do it, folks. I'm going to do it. Don't. He's got it. Don't don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your first track and what's your first game? All right, so fun fact: every game I'm picking this episode, uh, I actually had to I ended up voting for during the Hey Poor Player nominations too. So these are my actual official statement statements. So you can knock me down a peg if you're like BS Pernell. In which case, I'll say my opinion is just as good as yours. Leave me alone. But also, here are some great games. So I will say that my number one pick for 2023 was this track or rather this game featuring this track um the game is called pizza tower and the track title is called hot spaghetti this is featured on the second stage of the game and it's composed by mr sauce man is that the uh, is that is that the guy that's the name they go by and i hope they keep doing it i want them to make a game about you know like i don't know some kind of like Greek cuisine, and he's still Mr. Sauce Man. I love it. I love it. All right, here we go. It's hot spaghetti from Pizza Tower.
too, apparently. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of names here. I'll bring it back then. We're listening to Hot Spaghetti from the game. Hot Spaghetti. I'd love you to say that. Uh, from Pizza Tower. Um, and Okay, so Mr. Saucman, his, uh, his his real name is Ronan DeCastel. You can find him on Bandcamp. Uh, also on this track is Classy Judo and Post Elvis. Um, guitars and vocals by the group Pizza Mayhem, which is Jared Jackknife Shaw and vocals, the screaming, I guess, by Bernadette Kiwabat Perez. So, I mean, I feel like I feel like the music along with this game is just a huge labor of love. Like people had a vision for this thing. <laughs> it is yeah, what a vision. Yeah. So, Rage Cage, if he hasn't heard of this, or if he's listening to this for that matter, he hasn't heard of this game, and he or he hasn't played it. He needs to get on that because I remember him mentioning in a previous dialogue that he's a big fan of the WarioWare game, a Wario Land games, and. Uh, Pizza Tower can be best described as a group of people who are tired of the fact that Nintendo has kind of abandoned that franchise back in the days of 2008 and decided we want to do a better one, but with Blackjack and Hook, and they decided to do that, and they did. Uh, This game comes out in the form of a game where you play as Pepino Spaghetti. I keep saying it that way, I can't stop. And his whole premise is he runs a pizzeria, but one day... His rival, who is called Pizza Face, is literally a pizza that floats with toppings for eyes and mouth, uh, threatens to destroy his pizzeria with a laser that fired from the top of his giant pizza tower. So Pepino runs in hopes of dismantling the tower and saving his pizzeria. <laughs> and everything about this game, just like the narrative, is madcap bonkers. Yeah. And I couldn't love it any more if I, than I do now if I try. It's phenomenal. Uh, running through levels, collecting pizza toppings, and beating up enemies, all while maintaining a combo and a frenetic pace of speed and mobility. With the objective at the end of the level being to smash a pillar, which I only presume to be one of the support pillars of the mm-hmm. tower, and then you have to escape that stage by running back to the entrance before Pizza Face can catch you. Uh, and it's it's so great. You run so fast in this game that Sonic the Hedgehog would be jealous in the yeah, 2D platformer. It, it, it is nuts. It goes real, real fast. I've watched some gameplay of this, and it's just like, it just looks like so much fun. It looks so silly and fun. <laughs> you have to find a janitor to unlock a door at the end of the level in order to get like the bonus pe- like piece of item or something. I don't even oh know how gosh. to describe it. That's great. It's, it's a fantastic game, and it deserves all the love it's getting. How much have you uh, have you played? I've played through the first two worlds. Yeah. And so full disclosure, and I had to do this for that for the for the thing. Um, I made some Hail Marys on my selections because somebody might tell themselves, I know this happens a lot, real go. If you didn't beat the game, how dare you nominate that for the game? Oh of the no, year? no way, no way. Oh, people absolutely do. And they are all wrong for even thinking that. <laughs> because at the end of the day, just because you couldn't finish a game doesn't mean you didn't know what hey. you didn't know what was in the special uh, sauce, no, as no. I'll say. Because you can say like, okay, you know, ten hours not finishing this game could still be better than finishing another game that was sixty hours. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it absolutely can. You're like, well, you know what? It doesn't matter. This the short amount of time that I played this game is still better than like whatever else you played. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I get that. So is this a, is this your top one or this was my this was the one I made number one for twenty twenty three. Because the other reason I'll say this one last bit is that even though this was a year where we had Super Mario Brothers Wonder come out, which a lot of people were like, why would you nominate that? Not nominate that instead of this. And the answer is quite frankly, 
course, phenomenal as Mario Wonder is, still Mario, made by that massive team of Nintendo devs who had the Mario formula down to a science. And the only thing that made that game particularly stand out to me were the Wonder Seeds, which were cool, really cool, in fact. But when you really boiled it all down, it was another Mario game, nonetheless. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'd rather give that title to something that feels fresh as opposed to more of what I like, if that makes sense. I I agree, because when I think about it, I'm like, wow, I mean, the, the new Mario title looks like a lot of fun, but it looks like a lot of fun to me because it looks like classic Mario. It's not it's not breaking any new ground, really. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know why that reminds me. We, I was watching some stupid reality show last night. And yeah, I got to tell you, reality competition shows, for some reason... Not all of them. For some reason, for a lot of them, I just like fall into and I get addicted to them. And last night, I watched one on Netflix called The Trust, and it's the, like as like trust funds or no, trusting each other. Yeah, they all have to trust each other not to vote each other out, and, and if no one votes each other out, they all split the money equally. And I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, they're doing everything that every other single reality show does, and nothing differently at all. The only thing makes- different is that they're allowing multiple people to leave and finish this and you know to win at the same time and share the money which means it's like any other show like they always ends with like people forming like an alliance now they're just going to allow that whole alliance to walk away with all the money and i'm like that's fine but there's nothing else going on and i got so annoyed <laughs> like, but you still resolved it because you started to know what happens next no not this one this one is oh you you gave up on it one and done one episode oh. I, I had to know i had to know is this gonna be for me it was not. i did watch all of the squid game one though i never watched the actual squid game show but i watched the competition reality watch series watch the show when you get Based a chance on to squid game. <laughs> yeah watch the show just so you can question why the hell someone had the idea to make this into an actual show yeah because they actually complained and tried to sue the show for mental torture oh and poor working conditions it looked rough it looked pretty freaking rough. Which is kind of, again, like I, the, the coin yeah. take back to what I said earlier, it's baked into the show. Like, that's literally what Squid Game is. Although, so, if, if you have, if, if you're a listener at home and you're listening to us talk about TV and this is, maybe this is something you care about, don't listen to any of that stuff. What you should watch on Netflix, if you have Netflix, access to Netflix, is it's Hol- Squid Game. Is Holy Moly. It's, Holy it, what? It, is, it used to be on ABC years ago, and then um, COVID happened. And they never recovered, um, so they only had two seasons of it. Holy moly! It is extreme mini golf, and it is hilarious. I love it Wait, so that much. That sounds interesting. That, Did they actually hit each other down the lane? No, no. Well, kind of. Like, okay, you know how like you hit things through a windmill. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine the windmill is really, really big, and then after you hit the ball through it, you have to run through it, and the windmill blades are spinning so fast they can knock you out. Oh, that sounds fun. It is, um, and it's amazing, and the and the hosts are so funny. Um, now imagine if they had another version of that same show, but they just had giant balls, and people <laughs> were inside the balls, and then another person had I to line that. up the shot with a giant device and launch their companion across the course in the ball, like the monkey ball. I, I love. Yes, I like that. I like that a lot. Remember those things? What are you? Remember those things in the '90s? It was called Zorbs. Remember Zorbs? No, Zorbs. A Zorb was an, a giant, a giant inflatable ball um, that was padded on the outside, but you can see through it, and you would get inside of it. Essentially, I think 
I don't think you stood into it, or maybe you were like kind of slotted into it, like a like a like a spoke into or like an axle into this giant ball, and then they push you down the hill. It sounds amazing. Um, it sounds like a '90s toy before yeah, I mean, before safety got involved in this. Yeah, it was called Zorbing. It was also known as globe riding, sphering, or orbing. And it was getting inside a giant orb and throwing yourself like, down a hill. Sounds like something that guy from what was it, CSI or what was the show that you liked? He always come up with the different names of drugs for kids or doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he would do it. Ice tea on uh, on uh, what was that? Law and Order. Law and Order. Kids call it Zorbin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, oh, what happened? Who killed this man? It's like, oh, it wasn't Colonel Mustard. It was it was Zorbing. It was a Zorbing. Zorbin. You know, this thing the kids are into right now, where they take themselves and launch themselves in giant balls down hills I, while I, while licking the side of the of the plastic ball. I don't know. The problem is, is that they keep reporting about Zorbing on the news, and the kids keep learning about it, and they keep hurting themselves. <laughs> they got to stop Zorbing. So it was a uh, first played in 1994. Um, I wonder if they're still doing it. Probably not, because I think a it lot might be due for a revival. Though it looks really painful. Um, yeah, even just back- gotta get Taylor Swift to do it once on TV. Bam! Enter, enter the English dictionary in 2001. It's in the dictionary. <laughs> a sport in which a participant is secured inside an inner capsule in a large transparent ball, which is then rolled along the ground or down hills. It's crazy. All right, no way. that's that's too much of this talk. Now our next game is hopefully it involves Zorbin. It involves things that I like cute little characters <laughs> but not Zorb not Zorb like there could be I haven't played this game so there very well could be Zorbing um, I don't know why they call it Monkey Ball not Monkey Zorb um, anyway it's cute little characters it's awesome music and it is um, the lo-fi audio medium it's called can you guess it and it's I don't an, know and it's, an, about- and it's, and it's yeah. an RPG it's Cassette Beasts Oh, ding, 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 ding. Okay, well, that's a spoiler, but we'll get back. <laughs> You're on it, too. Uh, we're going to listen to Eugene's theme from Cassette Beasts Music by Joel Bayless. This is music from the game Cassette Beasts. This is Eugene's theme. Eugene's theme? Eugene, yeah, Eugene's theme from Joel Bayless. Uh, man, this has cool... The music in this game is so cool. It's so, so cool. It really, really, really is. It's just like... They it's did got, a phenomenal job It's got it. like an old school sound, but it's, it's still very modern. Um, and the, the you can hear all the classic drum machines in this. It's got one of my favorite sounds in the world, which is the 808 Cowbell. And I say cowbell, it's not a cowbell at all, but it's, it's that it's that very like um, electronic sounding tone that doo-doom, doo-doom. I, 
I can't get enough of that sound. <laughs> I've, I fell in love with that sound, God, years and years ago. I was a, I was a child. I don't know where I heard it, but I love it. So do you foresee yourself, if not getting to the game, at least sitting through the OST? Because I think if you like this track, you're going to like the OST in general. Yeah, the OST I'm going to be super into. Um, and this game is on Switch, Xbox, and uh, Windows. And so unless I play it on Windows, that's it. So, um, so yeah. Well, it's not on PlayStation? No. It's weird. That's yeah. usually it's the other way around. It's usually on PlayStation, but not Xbox. Yeah, I know that's that's what I usually see. But yeah, it's not it's not that. But it's probably maybe maybe it's probably like scheduled to be released later on. This one came out in April uh, last year, so maybe it'll maybe it'll get a port in the future, or maybe I just didn't yeah. see it. But, or he might have had some like exclusivity deal by funding or something. Yeah, but this I mean it looks really cool. It, it looks like it plays like Pokemon, except that you're you're using a tape recorder to record the monsters and you turn into them. <laughs> like it looks fun. Yeah, it looks it's like a lot freaking, of fun. It's it's. It's a fantastic game. Like yeah. I, I want to say, let's play my track because I'm going to just throw it in there, and then we can talk more about the yeah, game. Yeah, let's just do that. Because what, what's your full track? spoiler, well, full spoiler. This was going to be my bonus round pick. Oh, was it? But I'm throwing it ahead. I'll just put another track there instead. Okay. Uh, but this is also from Cassette Beast, and it is called Same Old Story. I want to say I voted this for as number three, no, number four in my games of 2023. Um, composed by Joel Bayless with vocals by Shelby Harvey.
that was really something else, Pernell. That's a jam. Yeah, that it's was jam. Yeah, I'm glad we put that back to back. Same old story by Joel Bayless with vocals by Shelby Harvey. Really a, a f- fantastic vocals too. Yeah, they. I feel like this game got a lot right in regards to the vibe they were going for. Um, I want to say probably late '80s like to '90s music stylings, and um, rather than like have Pokeballs where you catch the Pokemon, like you had mentioned earlier, instead you record monsters. Just bizarre as it sounds, you record monsters onto mixtapes. And then by listening to the cassettes, you become the monster itself uh, in your cassette player, by the way, for kids who don't know what those are. They were a form of music where it was recorded onto tape. You know, I think <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a strong suspicion that our listeners are of the age <laughs> that they, uh, they, they, know, they know what that is. But like, whereas in Pokemon, you had to learn moves by using those HMs and TM devices, which are essentially CDs. In this game, you or not CDs, but like data discs. In this game, you essentially put stickers onto the cassettes to customize the tape decks. Oh, that's great. And that is how you make your enemy or your characters into giving them different moves and such. There's evolutions in the like too, just like in you know other monster taming games. But one cool mechanic that makes this game especially special and also factors into this track choice is that at certain points in the game you get partner characters and you can form bonds with said partner characters. And after you form said bond, after certain points in battle, you can fuse with them. And that is every monster can fuse with those monsters. If you've got them and they become their own new monster. And this music, basically the basic battle themes in the game have a non-vocal, i.e. instrumental version. And then when the fusion happens, the vocals get slapped in to basically say, we're kicking this battle up a notch. Here we go. And this plays during like one of the earlier boss battles in the game mm. when they introduced the fusion mechanic to you. It's like, oh, oh, this is really good. Like oh, it gets yeah, you yeah. pumped. I love that. I really? love that. I, I, I was hoping like, not hoping, but I like it when um, there's a theme in the game, but like you don't, but there's vocals to it, but only you only hear the vocal version maybe like during the ending credits as like a reward. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. like this song? Well, here's like a really souped up version of the song like they did it at the end of persona 5 and um they did it at the end of spirit fair they did it at the end of these are the very few games that i've played and finished they did it at the end, <laughs> at the end of a, a scapegoat um that was the end of a scapegoat was like <laughs> for a game that's just a goat and a mouse um that music at the end and the sheep and the sheep oh well yeah well the the ghosts of the sheep (laughs) um (laughs) it really moved me it was so amazing um but yeah this this is great this is really really great it it does have that kind of um almost that 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 fun rpg battle feel to it so that all really tracks yeah it's a it's a wonderful game and just like i said on um hey poor player i'll say it here too if you're someone that likes pokemon and doubly so if you like Pokemon, but feel like it's gotten stale, uh, I feel like you owe it to yourself to at least give this game a chance because I feel like it does a good job of shaking up that monster taming battling formula and giving it a fresh coat, yeah. a coat that this genre has been in need of for a while now, mm. honestly. So. That's good. That's good. I'm glad that it's not just uh, a fun gimmick, too. You know, it's, it's something that's got meat to it. 
There's right. meat on that bone. So I, I felt like a lot of the a lot of these games that I'm picking are, are games that I've heard from you, um, because you talk about a lot of new games on the show, and this one is no different. And also because I love the artist. And this is the artist I was talking about. That when I see him, his name, I know it's going to be a pretty rad indie game. It's Dominic Ninmark. Hey, do you know the game? Um, yeah, it's a uh, circuit. Was it circuit? Yeah, gravity circuit. Gravity circuit. <laughs> Bam. We're gonna listen to theme of medley, the wave circuit. Right now. There's like, there's like when you listen to it intent and intently listen to something outside of the game, and especially if you're wearing headphones, you really f- hear more details. And I'm sure you hear them normally when you're playing the game, or normally without headphones. But you're mainly feeling them. You know what I mean? Like you're not listening for them. They're there, but they're adding to it. Everything's adding to that sound. But then when you stop and listen to it intently and intentionally. And you start to really pick apart like, oh, that rhythm here, that little sound that only shows up at the very end of the song that goes boop, 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 boop. Like, that's really cool. <laughs> Those added audio yeah. elements where it's like, now I can hear it in a more pronounced manner <laughs> and it's fucking. Yeah, like it's, it, it's, it's um like, oh, maybe, maybe that was added because it adds additional tension to the song um, before it loops around. But when you're playing the game, you just feel the tension. You just, oh, there's more tension going on in this game, and this music is getting really hype. But when you mm. listen to it intense, in, intentionally, you're, you're hearing all the different in, individual pieces that the artist, you know, made those decisions to do. And I find that really fascinating. Dominic Denmark has a way with that. That's th- this, this synthesizer sound specifically, that lead synthesizer sound on this track. <laughs> it sounds like... Um, it sounds like back in the 80s when everyone was trying to make a brass trumpet sound out of their synthesizer, the Yamaha DX7. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, where, where can you hear that? Where else can you hear that? I think uh, Prince used it a lot, <laughs> and uh, a few others. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, I'm sure someone's like, "Oh no, that's actually a little richer." I'm like, "No, that was just a really bad Prince impression." <laughs> Thank you. That was uh, the who was Prince. I was like, I was saying, like, someone probably like that was clearly a little Richard, and I'm like, no, that was just a really bad Prince impression. Me and Chris Smith used to walk around high school doing um, Little Richard. He'd be like, "What are you doing over there? You getting a sandwich? Woo! Shut up! <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Woo! Shut up!" We did that all. Oh man, we used to crack each other up. We got in so much trouble for just making each other laugh over stupid stuff. We we were um, in the back of an English class. It was English. I don't know what we were class. What it was maybe it was some art class, and I was going. Um, I was humming the um that circus circus music. You know the the entrance of the gladiators. The do 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 do. And then uh, Chris Smith would start beatboxing <laughs> to to the song, <laughs> and it would just like you know oh it's a bunch of kids just being stupid. And then suddenly it went on for like five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and, and then, then an eraser comes flying past like, your head. You have to leave the class now. We're like okay. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Very faintly down the hall. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, this circus tits just getting started. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Gravity Circuit looks awesome. It's uh it looks like classic, like Game Boy Color style like like uh looks, but the the music is just oh, it's Dominic Ninmark, so it's sick. It's super sick. I I love how like Dominic Ninmark still has retained his title of if I know he's composed for a game, I buy it sight unseen for the most part. Yeah. Uh, just because I like his music and I want to support his work. Um, with that said, though, this part has nothing to do with Dominic so much as like the style of game. If you liked this, and this track might po- a track might pop up at the end of the episode if we have the slot, uh, you should look into Bat Boy also. Bat Boy was a really good uh, 2023 2D platformer mm. of classic stylage. I'll say I actually beat Bat Boy. Ah, take that, bad boy. I beat you. Uh, suppose the other way around with a bat. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I I thought that game was great, and I think you'd probably dig it, too. Oh, man. Is it called Bat? Bat boy? Bat boy. Like, they took Bat boy literally. It's not Batman's, you know, protege. Oh, um, yeah. This is a kid with an actual baseball bat. That and looks, he's like a sports sport sentai. That looks awesome. Looks, it's a great game. Oh, it looks and great. It's yeah. got Evader as the composer. He's another one of my favorite. Yes, Evader you know, current is, is fantastic. Oh, that's great because you're like a baseball guy. You can kind of shoot. Um, you can knock the, uh, um, the the bullets back at the enemies. I'm watching that. That's really cool. One of my favorite um, weapons to use in um, uh, Enter the Gungeon was the baseball bat because you could charge it up. It was, it was slow because you had to charge it up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was a slow weapon in Enter the Gungeon, but if you um, if you charge it up, you can actually sh- uh, uh, like reflect the bullets back at the enemies, and it was a huge risk reward factor because um, because the amount of bullets that cover the screen in that game is pretty huge, <laughs> so um, you can do a lot of damage with it. So they they I'm assuming that they they balance out the difficulty of using it by making the attack rebounds very powerful yeah but you know that game you have like three hit points so you have to like one hit you're like oh man do i restart <laughs> so yeah i think i'll stick i think i'll stick with the alphabet gun thank you very the much alphabet gun was, was very very good but yeah I, I the bat was so much fun if i'm just like tearing through the game i'm like it just feels really really good especially like it's, it, you keep it as like a backup in certain situations um i liked it a lot 
Um, but oh, cool. So I'm gonna check out Bad Boy. That looks really neat. All right, so what is your uh, last track of the set? Okay, so for my last track of the set, for the set regular, um, I am going to pick this track just in case. This was actually my most played, my third most played track on Spotify in 2023, and my most played track on YouTube. So it deserves its space. This comes from the game Death Bulge Battle of the Bands, and the track title is called Boss Shredding, and it's composed by Leslie Y. Welcome back. You are listening to Boss Shredding from the game Death Bulge, 
Battle of the Bands, composed by Leslie Y. And I've played this on Steam. I think that's the only place you can play it. But I digress. This was my number three pick for 2023. And the funny part is, this is another case. Where, did I finish it? Hell no. But I'm going to because I, I like it. And I only didn't because I had to put it down because life got in the way. The premise of the game is that you are a band of individuals, like a trio, who enter a music con, like a band battle contest, but it's under weird circumstances in that when you sign the contract, it's actually one of those weird, mystical, could have been the devil, you don't know sort of contracts where for this particular scenario, for as long as you're under the contract, mm. you can hurt others with your music and also be hurt by others' music. So you are literally battling with music, trying to defeat other entities. Mm. And it, leans hard on the awesomeness to a, it does well with the theme too. Like the battles themselves are run on a metric on a metronome of sorts where measures will go across a bar and each measure has a different effect that can be attributed to it, like a haste status or a poison status or like a high defense status for your entire set. And you play different effects with your band members to get those things up and also to attack the opponent. It's, Weird to convey in words, but it works exceptionally well. And the classes are things like headbanger and busker. <laughs> it, uh, it's I I love the game very much. The art style is really colorful. Like it's really like it's super vibrant. It looks amazing. The entire thing is just by nature yeah. meant to be ridiculous. Like you don't open doors, you kick them. You kick them out. <laughs> Every door you you smash open. Oh, that's awesome. Death bulge. So, yeah, I the music in this game superb. It's one of those cases where I feel that it does something that feels unique for the RPG genre. Like you might say, this reminds me of something like Active Time Battle, like the Grandia Bomb mm -hmm. Time Bar, and it probably does. But it's an evolution of that. I would say mm -hmm. it's a fantastic game. I wholeheartedly recommend it, especially if you're into RPG RPGs or RPGs. It's just a great time, and it's hilarious too. <laughs> So a good sense of humor, too. Oh, it's got a oh, great sense good. of humor. All right, well, we're getting down to the part of the show that we call the bonus round. Or in this case, bonus round light. <laughs> yeah, the bonus round is where we play covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme. Um, we got to kind of get through this pretty quickly here. So we're going to listen to... Um, I, I do really want to play this game. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to get the chance to... Um, but I'm going to keep listening to the soundtracks. I love the soundtrack. I listen to the soundtrack at work all the time. This is Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. And we're going to listen to one of the tracks that was, um, it's, it's all a lot, a lot of new artists. Um, but this one was from Hideki Naganuma, who did the music to Jet Set Radio. So this is Jack DeFunk by Hideki Naganuma.
from uh, that game you like I almost call it Bomb Funk Cyber Rush but you know it's (laughs) Bomb Rush Cyber Funk it all all tracks what do you have for us alright so this was my number two and I hailed Married the Living Daylights out of it because it came out so late in the year Mm -hmm. but I love Rabby Reby I like this game and I like what I had played of it up to that point I was like if it can keep those highs which it feels like it will it deserves this slot so this comes from the game Tevi, um, and the track title is called Clazomania, and it's composed by Ali John. Or-
mean, that goes hard, Pernell. <laughs> it was a good track. So this comes from the game Tevi. It's called Clausomania, composed by Ollie Jan. Um, fantastic game. Uh, if you know what I liked about Robbie Reby, i.e. 2D bullet hell platformer, then you will know why I like this, because it is literally more of the same, except they added some cool you know, character customization elements and bigger world, though at the same time, it did lose a little in them trying to add an intricate plot, but that resulted in them losing much of the Metroidvania components because they had to kind of keep you on a path of sorts. Mm. But then you can unlock a free roam mode at the end of the game, which is more traditional. But mm. by that point, you've experienced it. So I don't know. But either way, I like the game. And I like what I've played of it because I'm still getting what I ultimately wanted from it, which is bullet hell platforming. So also great music. That's the other part of it, too. Yeah, it looks crazy. Like I, I feel like this is a, a genre that's been around for a little while, but I feel like you're starting to get more and more like into it. I mean, if it has been, give me some titles because the only ones I know <laughs> of are Robbie Reeve and Outland. Um, I would look up anything in the Toho platform. Oh yeah, Toho Luna Nights. Did they they were probably That's the great. first ones to do it. But um, anyway, for more information on the bonus rounds, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to the artists, Bandcamps, SoundClouds, and everywhere you can download the music, buy the music, and support these artists. Thank everybody for joining us on Rhythm and Pixels episode 37-8, our salute to 2023 video games. Um, and Always a fun Games topic. that Cornell has played and enjoyed and games that I have heard about him playing and would like to enjoy myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got more, you got you know better things to do these days, which is a good thing in that sense. But if you find a little bit of a window there, yeah. I feel like it'd make for a good break. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to find a little more a little more balance. Um, the games I am playing right now, I am playing a lot of Sudoku. Um, I, I will eventually get back to the um, the, the DLC of uh, Vampire Survivors. And the DLC is out; it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm playing a uh, classic Doom, Doom One, actually. Really? Yeah, there's there's, there's a there's a web service that that's hosting some old shareware and some um, like it's very curated and it's also like has like controller support and stuff in browser. 
and I'm really enjoying that. Like, and it's like it's very nostalgic, and also like, oh, that's right, this game was really good. So, I wonder if you'd like Ion Fury. That was apparently yeah. that's awful. Like, you call them boomer shooters, I guess they've been calling them. <laughs> Definitely, because that's that's where I stopped playing them. I was like, oh, this is fun. And then as as things became full 3D, um, I lost um, total total skill <laughs> at these things. In that case, then this genre is very much made for you. Look into Ion Fury, because I only recently learned that uh, it is an entire genre of game called boomer shooter. Yeah, I can see that like starting to starting to arise. We I mean, we played some Ion Fury music on the show before, actually. Did uh, we? Yeah, yeah. Did not remember that, but I'm also old, and wolves are after me. Yeah, so our, our brains are starting to fade a little bit, but until they do, we'll keep doing this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, if you'd like to learn more about the show, get a full track listing from this episode, and get access to all of our episodes, please check out our website. www.rhythmandpixels.com And for more information, well, you got more information. If you want to talk to us, if you have a question, you have a song suggestion or a topic suggestion, or if you yourself are a video game uh, music composer or artist or even a, um, a cover artist or remixer, we, we would love to hear from you. And the best way to do that is through our email. Rhythm and Pixels at Hotmail.com. Uh, and we also have some other stuff going out there. We all have some uh, uh, YouTube and uh, music streams. You go to TerraPlayer. I think it's something I'll look up right now. I think it's TerraPlayer.com. Uh, but it might be something else. It is TerraPlayer.com. T-E-R-R-T-E-R-R-A Player.com. Um, it's hosting all sorts of fantastic uh, video game music podcasts and music streams and you will find Rhythm and Pixels there as well alongside of some other fantastic podcasts um, but if you accidentally go to taroplayer.com you will not find Rhythm and Pixels there you will find tarot chips which are delicious <laughs> um, also you can also uh, if you want to support this show the best thing you can do is just you know just tell people about the show um, if you, you can share it on whatever platform you're on online or just tell people at work tell people at home tell your family make it a late New Year's resolution yeah your resolution should be to tell two people about the show. And in doing so, you get nothing from us but more shows. <laughs> <laughs> but it is appreciated. Um, you can also uh, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. As a member there, you get access to all of our episodes ad-free. You also get uh, some cool stuff like access to live streams that we do. You, there are stickers and mugs and exclusive t-shirts. There's actually a new exclusive t-shirt. Um, through our Patreon. So if you've listened this far and you're not a member or you are a member and you want to re-up, check it out. I, I got a new t-shirt up there um, for the highest level. I think it's the highest level range um, of tiers. But we also like to thank all of our members who are at the highest tiers of every episode. So we want to thank thank you to uh, Corey Clark, Khalid, and Kristen, GameFan44. Thank you very, very much for your support of our show. Uh, thank, thank you, you. to uh, Martiris, host of the ReVGM podcast. Thank you to Mike Myers, the Ant Master, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos, Kung Fu Carlito of the Heroes 3 podcast, Chris Wisner, a.k.a. Musashi219. The wise guy. Uh, Christopher Sandstrom, host of Gameable Audio podcast. Thank you to Davey Cakes, David Good, David Taylor, Enchilada Regold, Harold Howard, uh, Jamie, Polymeri Guy, Triple Jeff, Justin Snyder, host of the XVGM Radio Podcast, Keith Shusterman, Kitty Sparks, Rage Cage, host of the VG Emporium. Um, I am actually a guest host on his show coming up soon. 
Actually, I think I think the week that this episode's out. So um, get yourself a double dose of rub. So check out the VGM Porium podcast with the host Rage Cage. Um, also check uh, listen to. Uh, I want to thank you to. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Uh, I don't know anywhere. Uh, Reinhardt Silkova, Steve Miller, Taco, and Zach Thornbach. All of you and, and many more. Thank you for supporting our show. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, and we have a we have a lot of great episodes planned for 2024. We just need to kind of get onto a good schedule. And um, I think as the year progresses, we will um, our our recording schedule will normalize. So yeah, and life needs to slow the hell down a bit, a little, little bit, little bit. But anyway, thank you everybody, everybody for listening this far. Pernell, thank you very much for for getting home, for coming to my house, for existing, and then and then then driving all the way back home to log in. (laughs) Felt really bad, like, hey, Pernell, what are you doing? It's funny because I was just about to walk the dog um, (laughs) when you were at the door. Hello, it's it's it's, it's DiGiorno. It's DiGiorno. I was like, oh, who's knocking, knocking, knocking on my door? It's I've Pern- been waiting for you. It's Pernell, and never more. Please come. All right. Well, thank you everyone uh, for listening to this show. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. Have a great week, everybody. And remember, have yourself a happy 2024. New Year's resolutions are great if you decide to utilize them. Uh, you're under no obligation to complete them, but it's a fun challenge and worthy of attempting because if you choose some good ones, you might find yourself smiling on the other end with a little bit of a self-improvement or self-gain by attempting so. So if you decide that you decide you don't give two hoots or maybe that it lost its luster during the year, nothing wrong with that either. These resolutions are meant to be more about just kind of engaging in a humorous way the change of time, not so much to beat yourself up over if you don't knock it out of the park. So... And also, of course, related to that is don't let the past of 2023 dampen your 2024. Come on, even though time is a you know, gelatinous blob, just kind of move into this knowing that unless, you, as long as you're still walking, you've got time to make things better. So get on it.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.